0: If you love three on three overtime, or if you hate three on three overtime, you will find your people in the Tech Hockey Guide Discord. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: there is the perfect diplomatic. Great if, if there is ever a horse that we <laughs> that we have beat any harder, it's that one. Yep. <laughs> Tech Hockey Guide presents the Chasing McNaughton podcast, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA, with your host. Tim Brown, Rob Gilreath, Dustin Lindstrom, and Matt Cavender.
2: Welcome to episode 20 of season four of the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, presented by Tech Hockey Guide and recorded from the state of hockey. I'm Tim Brown, your host, and I'm joined this week by Dustin Lindstrom. Hey everyone. Rob Gilreath. Hey guys. And Matt Cavender. Hey everybody. Uh, this week we decided to do a full-on crossover episode with Perry Lascaris and the CCHA. So, uh, thanks for joining us, Perry.
3: Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. It should be fun uh, for folks to get a chance to hear what you guys do uh, on our stream, and uh, and likewise uh, the way around. So.
2: Yeah, so we'll kind of do our normal show here, and let Perry insert his interviews where he wants on his end. And uh, we'll just kind of see where things go today. We've obviously got uh, lots of CCHA news to cover. Tech's wonderful series in Bemidji. Uh, Maybe Dustin and I can talk about uh, how much fun we had for the parts of time that we got to be in Bemidji this weekend. And then we've got the the Joe Sean hour to talk about.
4: I've got a new food review for Bemidji
2: yeah i heard that i have an old i have a review for an old place that uh, gets gets to lose a couple stars so awesome okay Uh-oh. <laughs> uh anything else we want to talk about guys nope. no no all right uh let's do the thank you notes plus a brief note from our sponsor we'll be right back
5: you ready showtime
2: We fund everything a Tech Hockey Guide from listeners like you. You can show your support by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Whether you're interested in question priority, access to patron-only Zoom chats with coaches and players, instat deep dives, extended versions of the podcast, unedited video or audio, early access or commercial-free listening, there's a level for you. We also now have 15% discounts off annual memberships with tiers ranging from $2 to $50 per month. Again, sign up at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. All right, let's get things started. Uh, Perry, you're uh, you're doing your own podcast. I know I've listened some. Uh, how are things going with that this season? Uh, I think
3: pretty good. We, we try to, as folks who, who are hearing this on our our show no i try to get a couple interviews in we had our first uh, athletic director uh josh morton from augustana who's going to be joining the league well at least joining division one hockey next year uh they're going to be you know playing a few games against each team to to work their way into actual full schedule after a few years but uh you know they have a brand new rink Midco arena going in up there that should be ready by uh the middle of next season so um you know, it's uh, it's been good uh, try to get a player and a coach when I can, um, and uh, so that's what people should uh, expect uh, down the stretch. It's going to be you know more and more interesting trying to find storylines to to talk about. But uh, I think for the most part, people have enjoyed it, and uh, and it's good a good experience for for the uh, student athletes as well. To uh, and we get to hear from some of the things. That's kind of the original goal was to hear from the kids themselves, uh, and try to ask them some, some interesting questions so that I, that I could. So, uh, ho- hopefully people are listening and, uh, enjoying the CCHA show.
2: Yeah. So, uh, I, I guess we might as well get right into the, the interesting topic from last week and that's the, the pairwise. <laughs> and, uh, your, your guest last week didn't sound too thrilled about having to understand math. I guess that's one of the big takeaways, um, what like and I know you kind of said the same thing being an RPI guy that like you kind of like the math and I one of the bigger things that, that like I went into it probably a little uh more disgruntled about the conversation before than after because I feel like the big takeaway is that they don't like the pair, necessarily like the pairwise. And if they're primarily focused on the RPI, I don't really blame them because I feel like the RPI, is especially in college hockey is such a made up thing with the percentages they chose to try and reduce the number of games that get ignored, and that kind of thing. That it, it doesn't it doesn't mean much when those percentages are as weird as they are, just to limit exceptions. Um, so to me, but I would love to see it involve more cratch. Or now it's the C- uh, the CHN publishes it as their power ratings. But at the same time, that math is a lot more complicated for athletic directors and coaches, and and even us to understand. Like I've never taken the time to develop a cratch calculator because it's 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 complicated math to get those numbers. But I do think it does a better job of properly promoting teams. Beating good teams and playing tougher schedules overall than than what uh, the RPI does as that part of pairwise.
3: I do I do just want to make one distinction between you calling me an RPI guy that was referring to Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute <laughs> yes, and RPI sorry. being rated, rating percentage index. Uh, I do want to make that I'm not an, I'm not a rating percentage index guy. That's uh, true. That's fair. Yep. Yeah, yep. That's yep. fair. No. Very
2: confusing for the listener. I got you. Yep. Not, not too. Not everybody's been puck man in their life. Not everyone's had that opportunity.
0: Yeah, we can argue until the cows come home about how fair the numbers are. We've talked a little bit about how um, pairwise can put too much emphasis on out-of-conference games, so that it seems like your conference schedule doesn't matter as much. But to me, at the end of the day, I'd rather um, the tournament gets selected by data and numbers that can be backed up that were calculated throughout the whole season, rather than a room full of people that was like, all right, I guess these are the ones that are going to be in the
4: championship. Like kind of, it kind of goes for football.
2: Yeah. Because like, so as go ahead, Dustin,
4: I was just going to say, and and it's transparent. Everybody knows where they're standing. Yeah. Yeah there's no
1: well, secret except for, for no... except for this year Stonehill decided to be thrown out halfway through the year so
2: no I don't bit think of fun, that but... I don't think that <laughs> I don't think that's, <laughs> that's what it doesn't, it doesn't affect think. that much no, no but no, I don't no. think I think they were thrown out no matter what because they weren't going to play enough and the decision was ultimately made to just announce that they're going to be excluded because they didn't get more d1 games.
4: and Uh, and they should be excluded and they
2: should be and the (laughs) the, for sure (laughs) and the yukon administration that thinks it's a problem i'm gonna take a wild guess that when it's all said and done that those games weren't going to help them get in we'll have to see but like it's not likely
0: if your tournament chances got dusted by stonehills one to four games and at the t1 level getting thrown away uh you you probably didn't deserve to be in the tournament i'll i'll right. say right. that you know
2: yep the and cu- we talked about this a little bit before we started recording but one of the things that i found really interesting and somebody pointed it out on our discord i forget who originally but if the alaska series between uh, up in alaska between tech and alaska means a lot to michigan tech right now Michigan Tech is sitting tenth. I guess I should look. Are they still tenth after Harvard won?
4: I just looked now. As long Uh, as we are tenth right now, yeah. As long as it's updated, we are.
2: Yep. So uh, at least then I know what I'm working with here. So Tech is currently tenth, tied for tenth, but winning and sitting in tenth. And I think Alaska's nineteenth, right on the regular ones. Dustin, you got it Yep. correct. Yeah. I have so, a so if Alaska and Tech had split that series, Alaska would be 12th and Tech would be 19th. And if Alaska had swept that series, Tech and, and Alaska would be flipped with Alaska at 10th and Michigan Tech at 19th. So that is one of the bigger problems with pairwise is, and the RPI is putting so much emphasis on those few non-conference games. But what else does it have to go on in comparing conferences? Like that's what it has to do. I think Cratch does a better job of it. Uh, I might have to bug some of our, our better programmers to see if we can get a Cratch calculator, because I would, the other thing you don't know is what impact, uh, those games would have on Cratch. Like, I don't know what Alaska sweeping tech does to the Cratch rankings. um, but the biggest thing to me that you that that you don't want the smoke filled room for is: Are you really telling me that, like, if RIT had not lost, um, I think they lost their last game, right? I think they if, split last weekend. Yeah. So if they had swept last weekend, they'd be sitting in that large bid right now. And you're telling me that a committee would have would ever give Atlanta Hockey two teams? If RIT was there and didn't win their tournament. I don't think that ever happens. Or Alaska. Like, if if Alaska wins out, they're probably in, pending a bunch of weird stuff. Uh, And I don't see how a committee would ever put Alaska in, even if they end up being, what would it be? What, 22, right? 22, 8, and 6, or 8 and 2, something like that. I just don't see that. Yeah, that's happening.
1: The, that's the fun of it being formulaic, right? I mean, college hockey is kind of special in the fact that you've got so many huge blue blood names and a bunch of smaller schools that really aren't known outside of the sport itself for even having a D1 program at all, right? And, and you get that name recognition the NCAA is probably going to go for when it comes to you know deciding who's going to make it into the tournament. This solves that problem. It's, it's a formula. You know yeah. what it is at the beginning of the year. You know who makes it in, and there's nothing a committee can do about it besides shuffle some names around for attendance after the 16 teams are figured out. You know who they're going to be. It's fantastic. I love it. I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't be opposed to the committee
2: having more control over like, uh flipping 12 and 13 if it Fixes attendance or eight nine kind of stuff. I wish sure I wouldn't have a problem with the committee having more ability to be flexible in how the field is laid out. But I I have I love that they have no control over who the sixteen are. Yeah, they get
1: their teams and then they get to deal with them. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
5: yeah I would have would no a problem
2: low. if if especially if your RPIs were really close and the number of compare like like
1: mm-hmm. point zero zero. Yeah. Like right now, Ohio one, State
2: and, and Western. You on our title <laughs> yeah. Like right now, Ohio State and Western both have fifty-two comparisons, and they're within twenty-three RPI points. Like, you're telling me if it if it saved a headache to flip those two that you they shouldn't be able to do that. I think. Yeah, that that's the difference a between a
4: two and a three seed. So.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think protecting the top four is probably what needs to never change, right? But after that. Yep. Protecting the top okay four. To mix it up a bit. And
2: then I feel like the the only other thing is making sure that anybody who got in that's outside the top 16 stays in that bottom band. Uh, Other than that, I think I'm okay with some shuffling. I
0: think it would be really interesting if kind of along those lines of thinking that, like you said, protect the top four, but then the committee gets to decide everything else. That'd be kind of an interesting kind of, uh, I don't think that's not necessarily what I want. I'm just saying it would be interesting (laughs) if, uh, if they if they went in there as like you know what I think these two teams would match up well together we're just gonna toss them in this regional that could be kind of neat I don't I, I think that could be something that might toe the line between the football like just completely smoke fill the room thing and doing it the the good old fashioned math way
2: that we love well it might help attendance and help bring back some of these midwestern region possibilities if there was a little more ability to adjust that, to fit your location and try and get the right teams there. And part of that problem has always been, at least lately has been, you know, we only have the one West regional, or even when you had to, like if you had 10 Western teams that some of them have to go East, but not. but none of the Eastern teams tended to end up going West at all, which is fine too. Uh, but yeah, it's, I, I I like the RPI I like pairwise because like you guys all said you know and once you get to the tournament season the teams know what they need to do to to guarantee themselves a spot and know what is how much stuff's gonna hurt them and I think it's it's good that it's not unknown what what needs to happen
4: for sure. And- I I think it also should be said that any of the drawbacks with the pairwise and RPI is not, the problem isn't pairwise and RPI. The problem is the nature of college hockey schedules and the fact that with the amount of games that we play in college hockey, there is such a limited amount of crossover games that gets fixed in other, in other sports. Like if you watch basketball, Basketball stuff on on ES, ESPN. They have RPI. They don't use it really, except for you know maybe as a comparison when you're in a smoke filled room. But it works a little bit better when you have more crossover games between the conferences. Right now, it, well, and it, I think the, the, the biggest problem is East
2: is, versus West,
4: the divide. Yes, it, like they it, just the isn't east West comparison there. Yeah, right. So there's so much that hinges on a small subset of games between East and West.
2: Yeah, and I think I do think the increase in independence is actually kind of helping that some because you've got some Eastern and some, and then Arizona State and the Alaska schools, and all of them end up playing each other at the end of the season. You see that with Alaska schedule where they're get you're getting more crossover with that than mm-hmm. than a lot of other places because those teams all need to play now, and their conferences are pretty much done playing non conference games. They're just yeah you taking
3: get you get a it. little bit of the bridge from those teams right those yep. the, they bridge the gap between the the Arizona states and it, it seems like we sent half our league down to Arizona State at one point this year yeah uh <laughs> to, to play which no but it's it's good especially if you can get wins I know St Thomas wasn't able to uh but they, you know but uh you know Minnesota State went down and swept uh the Tech went down and won the the desert mm-hmm. uh, tournament and that's probably one of the other bigger weekends other than Alaska looking like that BU. Arizona state weekend is pretty big because you know, Arizona state beat Minnesota and BU hasn't lost since. And they're, they're playing tonight. Uh, but, uh, but those are big. And another thing I was thinking about while you guys were having that conversation there was how much the, you know, the, the, the polls, like the, the voted on, I have a, I have a vote. Uh, those polls have diminished in meaning because of the pairwise, Right. Cause right. it used to be, that's what you're looking at is like, okay, well the media thinks this, and, and I'm sure that the, the people who decide who makes the tournament without a pair wise are like, well, they've been in the top 10 all year, you know, unjustly or justly based on the numbers. We have those numbers now. So it it turns the the media poll into something that we kind of knew it was, right? <laughs> I mean, especially fans. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> no, right. the one who yeah. votes yeah. and publicizes it. It is it is what it is. And I think we've done a good job. And I think it's it's the fact that it's not a big deal except for to say, hey, we've been number one or we're in the top 10. It, it's it's cool. It's bragging rights. It's whatever you want to make it, but it's not a be all end all. And you're not worried about what some, no offense, some writer in, you know, in Boston or in, you know, in, in Ohio or Detroit is going to say about your team.
2: Well, and the other thing that also I think happens too is as we get into February, January, February, I think you're, pollsters start looking at the pairwise and seeing how it compares to what they think and i think they start adjusting to the pairwise because that's that's the ranking like that's that's what it is i mean i know tech didn't quite get up to 10 uh but they're right there with with uh was it harvard and cornell i think or 10 and 11 in both polls and tech's 12 again i think in both yeah. of them i thought i said not today. my not my fault
5: not your ballot okay (laughs) which one do
2: you have have a vote in the uschl USCHL. yeah because the other one's coaches right is it the usa today i'm not sure yeah okay uh but yeah like that i think as time goes on it just starts to like it starts to adjust to that i mean and then you and then i always laugh at like the 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 nca tournament poll the poll before the tournament starts is always the top 16 or the 16 that made it even if this the 15th and 16 teams like were 20th and 25th in the pairwise like but they won their conference tournament so they're in uh so it's it is funny how that stuff tracks over time I actually just I got bored this morning I've been tracking Tech's uh pairwise since like the beginning of last year and no it looks like I went back two years now um so I got bored and started putting in what the us and USA today polls said for the last year and seeing how it compares and it and it like obviously the pairwise fluctuates a lot early on in the season and we get that i I don't we've had this discussion on the podcast before where I don't necessarily agree with the thought process that there's no point in looking at it till January. <laughs> We've Dustin got the just...
0: rapidly flashing Dustin. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the
2: Dustin
4: shaking his head. No. Yeah. That's what I get for trying to open a spreadsheet. Yeah.
2: Oh, look a, look like a <laughs> character. Yeah. I think you need a new computer, Dustin. This um,
4: isn't old a computer. I bought this like 2 years ago.
2: Well, just cuz it's new doesn't mean it's fast.
4: All new well. patrons <laughs> until the
0: end of the year goes straight to the Matt and and gives a uh, respond.
2: What was I talking about? <laughs> I'm all distracted now from Your pairwise tracking. Yeah, but so like the Oh yeah, I don't necessarily agree with people who think pairwise doesn't have value till January. You just have to accept the fact that uh there's a lot of, there is volatility but if if you if you continue to do what you're doing and you got yourself thirteenth in the pairwise in November, or fifth like Tech was fifteenth at, at Thanksgiving, so they're like they basically they dipped one time, and I think that was, uh, going oh after the Lake State Bemidji, series maybe? going into G- no that was. I mean, I'm not talking about the first month, but oh, like oh, oh, towards the end. Since November, they dipped one time in the pairwise, and that was after they split with Lake State, coming off a of bye week.
3: You can get buried, especially early in the year, because you're playing all these non-league games. So if you
2: are bad, uh, then it's really hard to come back from that. As, as yep. we've seen, you basically you... Have, look at what Mankato did. They won out from January to this last weekend, and That's they got them right do. back where they <laughs> needed to do. That's what you have to do to get get back in the picture. Right, especially win all really, your games. But that's really hard to do in college hockey. I mean, look at Tech. They haven't swept that many weekends yep. uh, on the season. They just did some important ones like St. Lawrence and, and Alaska. And then uh, the last two weekends are the big ones. And then the tournament in Arizona would be the other big one. Yeah, just don't blow up. Yeah, don't no. blow up. Keep playing the way you've been playing. Keep winning four to five points a weekend, and you'll your ranking shouldn't drop. just win
0: games and you're good at hockey idiot
2: (laughs) pretty much (laughs) (laughs) so perry was there any topics that we kind of normally don't cover that you wanted to talk about since this will be on the ccha show
3: uh yeah we can talk a little bit about uh some some clinching type scenarios and it's really kind of unfortunately you know thanks or no thanks to uh ferris state who who i do like to kid about uh as you guys do I'm sure with with Harrison as well but uh, their big weekend right uh, uh yeah. five points kept them in certainly within striking distance of, of the of the home ice uh mm-hmm. but actually only uh Lake Superior State is the only team that still can't go get home ice with three weeks to go uh now it's going to be tougher for a northern uh and a St Thomas because they're you know a few games back as far as uh, uh the beavers are concerned uh, Bemidji State but It's all still possible with three weeks to go, and with the three point win, uh, you know I I think we might still have some some twists and turns. Certainly, with one point between four and five, uh, it's going to seemingly be down to to the wire here. What what do you guys think?
0: I have loved how much parity the conference has had this year. That we're in February and we still like it's still like throwing darts at a board how this conference could shake out. I just it's been really fun to see as a fan that has had this much parody. It's gonna be even more fun as the league continues to develop. Like I think we've definitely seen some uh especially this past weekend, we've seen some flashes of St. Thomas getting to where we expect them to be in the near future. And I think that's really cool to see. I think that's really gonna round out into being a very competitive league towards the top pretty soon.
1: Well, I think St. Thomas is coming along faster than folks expected right i mean they uh, they, they didn't stay in doormat in doormat mode for long <laughs> you know splitting with us splitting with uh minnesota state splitting with bowling green is, yeah, is there's nothing to, to, to like, shake a stick at
2: they're five three and two or something in their last one yep.
1: is that right yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 crazy yeah they got uh they've got the same amount uh, of w's as they do l's there for the last few <laughs> few weekends so that's not too bad uh, for a team that just started up so they're they're gonna be frighteningly good I think if you look five years down the road they're they're threatening for the top of the league easily. yeah once, Without any... once they well, and have their
0: facilities and they and they are you know right there in that twin Cities market and they're able to pick up some of those kids that are like playing prep hockey or in some of the more affluent suburbs like they could really be scary
3: in a hurry <laughs> Yeah. I've been to two of their games too. I and mean, you know, that's a, I know it's a high school rink they're playing in a, a prep school uh hockey <laughs> rink there, but they I mean they fill it and uh you know, they got pretty good lighting. It's it's not a it's not an ideal scenario by any means,
2: but uh <laughs> it is it's it's not a you've been you've been there too, haven't you as a fan, right? Tim? Oh yeah. I there I uh there. I la- I'm laughing because I saw a ranking of all the high school rinks in Minnesota and I think it's ranked like 57th or something. <laughs> <laughs> And I might be I might be too nice because the other number that popped into my head was like eighty ninth or something. I know it's really, it's, it's, it's a high school rink, but it is nowhere near one of the nicest high school rinks in the state for sure. So I I'm glad to see them moving on to someplace else. I don't think we ever yeah. talked about it on the podcast uh, about the the giant donation from somebody that didn't even go to the school to help them build a new rink and some new facilities it's it's pretty crazy the the support that that program gets from that family specifically so
3: yeah 75 million is the highest uh the, the largest gift in in Minnesota university any university has gotten in Minnesota from Lee and Penny Anderson it's going to be a basketball and uh and hockey facility on campus uh cuz there was some early talk i think i think before i even uh, had considered, you know, the CCHA for anything, uh, being somewhere, ha- having the rink be somewhere else. But I think having it on campus is even better. It's in a, if you, people aren't familiar with the St. Paul area, like the Mack Groveland area, it's right in, I mean, for better or for worse, I know some of the, I'm sure some of the uh, residents aren't too thrilled with having a, a hockey rink there. That's going to be, you know, putting four or 5,000, you know, people in it, but, uh, I think it's going to be good for the, the actual student body. Uh, to be able to show up because I think that's I think it's important for you guys as as tech fans who were able to walk to games I'm sure and in college that, that's a big deal not having to drive <laughs> to go watch your team play. to get
2: the students to come definitely
0: yeah it's a huge yeah, deal I mean look sure. at Bemidji even though they have that beautiful rink even because it's not a stone throw from campus sometimes it's tough to get students in the building so yeah it's definitely a huge deal
2: I, I think my favorite thing about the standings right now is that unless Michigan Tech gets swept we're going into the last weekend with a chance for the McNaughton Cup because we've got a week off. Uh, Minnesota State, I believe, is off this week, right? And they play Bemidji the week after. That is, uh, Minnesota State is off this weekend. Yep. Yep. So, as long as Michigan Tech doesn't get swept, we're guaranteed a shot at. Uh, well, I mean, I as long as they get a split, we're guaranteed a spot a shot at. Uh, um a decent shot at winning the McNaughton Cup going into that last weekend, heading to Mankato. Not that that'll be an easy task at all, uh, but maybe we can get some help from Bemidji to make it a little easier. Uh, I never thought Michigan Tech would be sitting four games left with a 99% chance of a top three seed and basically a coin flip to win the McNaughton. I think that's pretty awesome. And then having Bowling Green, Bemidji, Ferris State kind of pretty much the ones that are fighting for those last two spots in the top three. I know Northern and and St. Thomas have an outside chance, but it'd take a lot of work for that to happen. And I'm looking at playoff status right now. I don't know. I've never paid. I I like using them, but I always take it with a grain of salt to see how much it, it says right now that St. Thomas has a less than 3% chance of home ice or fourth top four. Northern 7% and fair State's 54-55% chance. So, um, yeah, pretty interesting to see how that's going to all shake out here. I, I like the, the parity of the league. It'd be nice if uh, teams other than Michigan Tech and Minnesota State had won some more non-conference games to push up the, the pair-wise of the league. But, yeah. Um, can't be too unhappy with the fact that none of them, you know, the league was so hurt over much time. There were, especially the last, you know, the old or the new WCHA, where it seemed like we always had three teams in the bottom 10 in the pairwise, And that's never good because all that does is hurt you. And, and, and the profile of the league and everything. So it's nice to see, You know, St. Thomas did okay, non-conference. I mean, in general, I think the league did pretty well overall. We just could have used a couple more wins, especially by Bemidji, Ferris, Bowling Green to help the league. But it's nice to see everything top to bottom is is interesting for sure. Yeah, and the
3: Lakers are playing better. Uh, I don't think anyone (laughs) is – I mean – they they were they were seemingly down in the dumps, right? But they've had a couple of good series in a row, like Superior State has. And uh, you know, they're you know, whether it's been lineup shakeups or or what you know, you went with the Isley and goal, uh, they've they've been a better team. You know, it's it's tough to figure out Northern, but on any given night, you're right, they they could have a good night too. So I don't think there's anyone once we get to the playoffs, I don't think there's any been be anyone that you can kind of really totally sleep on especially with the your season being on the line it's it's going to be everyone seems to be a tough out at this point
2: oh definitely i would be surprised if we saw a couple upsets in the first round of the playoffs for sure this year yeah playoffs definitely uh it definitely feels like more of these series have a really high probability of going through games um and and there's nobody that like we had this conversation the other week with uh harrison watt about who would you want in the playoffs and i think as tech fans we will probably continue to say northern michigan just from the rivalry standpoint but like there it's not it's not like other years where there's a team where you're like man i really hope we get them because you know we've got a good shot at just sweeping them and not and not uh stressing about it like i don't want to as a michigan tech fan i don't I don't want to see Lake State again because we haven't done that well against them. St. Thomas is is coming on, and I don't really want to face them. And if it's if it's a choice between those two or Northern, I'm going to take Northern every time just because I think the the rivalry aspect and, and Tech has kind of had uh, uh, Grant Patalny's number to some extent. So I think yeah. but... I
0: want absolutely no part of Ferris right now. That's for sure. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and I don't think we have to worry about that, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully not. At least not in the first round.
0: I think all of this conversation would just be a great way to pivot into how this weekend went. And, like, this is one of those weird weekends where, like, how Tech did was, like, the least interesting thing that I'd want to talk about. Like, I (laughs) I love that we walked away with the sweep, but it's the standard game of what happens when Michigan Tech plays Bemidji State, where it's a very uh, defensively-minded game with – Two very similar teams, two very similar coaching styles, where goals are kind of at a premium, and I'm very happy we were able to take it to the Beavers and uh, get a couple of good wins in there. But what was going on in the rest of the conference was really what got me excited this weekend. Like Lake State taking one from Northern was huge. Ferris State, like getting you know the conference sweep, the NCAA win and a tie was unbelievable against Bowling Green. St. Thomas getting their win against Minnesota State. I was losing my mind about that. That was so cool. <laughs> well, <laughs> and, was and, also, and,
2: and from a Tech fan perspective, it was all huge. All those other
0: games fell just about exactly where we would want them to. Is yeah. yeah, to win McNaughton anyway. Is All those games fell just about as well as we could have hoped them to. It was just a really fun weekend of conference games. It was a really enjoyable time to be a CCHA fan.
2: Yeah, but I only got to watch one or two games, not the rest, because I was <laughs> at them. Uh, although I did watch, I did watch. Um, uh, was it the end of Bowling Green Ferris with the shootout and probably
3: the end because it was the last game on Saturday? Yeah, oh, the so bow. I I the of- yeah. Oh man, that was
2: sweet. I missed that, I missed that live because I just had it on my phone while the kids were all playing in the hotel room. But uh, um, yeah, the bow was 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 awesome. I love that. I like the. I like, like, I don't, I guess I don't pay that much attention to Ferris State, Bowling Green, and I know they've kind of been rivalry-ish because of the distance, but at the same time, I don't think Ferris has been, uh, like, I don't know how much of that rivalry has been as, like, back and forth as, like, Tech and Northern, where you've got, like, I'm not talking about, like, the the previously built-in rivalry, but just, like, the the back and forth of like, no matter how bad you are, anybody can win any given night where I feel like Ferris finally has shown that. And maybe Harrison will correct me after he listens to this, that they've been doing better <laughs> against Bowling Green than I thought. But it's <laughs> it's really nice to see that get some teeth to it. And, and for I love I love the goalie ball bow, bow, bow after the the shootout win to just kind of be like, thanks, guys. See you later. <laughs> it was nice.
3: Yeah, I love those little A lot of action stuff. there. You had Austin Swankler's uh, point streak ended at uh, I believe 19 games, which is the longest in the country. Uh, he's certainly, I think, still going to be uh, in the in the running for a, a Hobie t- uh, top 10. Uh, Blake Pietila, I think, uh, in this in that same boat. Uh, it's tough to make a huge argument. Maybe David Celia as well from Minnesota State, but it's tough to make an argument for what those two, you know, what two, what players have done more for their team this year than those two guys. As far as Blake and and uh, and Swankler, um, yeah
2: i i i wrote I wrote this down earlier today. So Blake mm-hmm. Pietila is top ten in goals against the average, save percentage, wins, shutouts, and saves. Now he wasn't that high in saves until after Saturday night, which I guess isn't that surprising since I think that's one of the first times he's faced that many shots in a game. He had 30, 30 what thirty seven saves on the yeah thirty seven saves yeah. And like some of these like it's like he's sixth in goals against average but like one of that what is it the Harvard guys only played like 5 games but he must be just over the the minimum to count so like yeah top he's sixth in goals against average third in save percentage second in wins first in shutouts eighth in saves like if that's not the Richter front runner I don't know who is this year cuz it's not like Devin Levi's been blowing the socks off anybody the the other main candidate would be the Quinnipiac goalie I would say yeah Peretz yeah but he just he doesn't have as well-rounded stats as as Blake does and he doesn't he's not uh getting the shutouts that Blake is and what is it four four straight shutouts on Friday night now for him so um and I and we get to laugh now um he is the first NIL deal for Tech Hockey Guide <laughs> or <laughs> we, we do our authentic Michigan tech Jersey sales and somebody requested a Blake Pietula Jersey um, and somebody canceled their Jersey order. So they got replaced and I'm like, well, I guess we can reach out to the team now and find out what's going on with that. So, so Blake's going to get a cut of that as our first ever uh, NIL deal, which I think is kind of cool and very fitting. I know I talked to Joe about it a little bit, and he made some joke about he's like, "No, I'd I'd love it if the stands were full of Blake Pietila jerseys. He deserves deserves all the accolades." So it was kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Joe understands where his bread is buttered this year. So <laughs>
3: it, it's not easy. It's not, I don't think I don't think it's easy too to be the you know the preseason goalie of the year, right? We've seen it's in all the the pressure, whatever you want to call it, is on you. Uh, mm-hmm. to be the guy and to still go out and do it i think is a certain level of of uh you know of just a fortitude and and you know he hasn't i'm not gonna say he's done it yet but i'm saying like what he's done so far has certainly been enough for me to say like it's it's uh it's been to, to go out and walk the walk after maybe you didn't talk the talk but somebody talked the talk for you and uh and uh <laughs> being able to do that is is a pretty big deal i think
2: Yeah. And I think it's even uh, what, you know, obviously the shutouts are there, which has been really impressive, but like to be leading or that high in all those categories, despite having a five goal night against Bemidji and a four goal night against uh, Bowling Green, where he only played half a game. And uh, of what was it five against Western and half a game before he got pulled, like to still be that high in all those categories and a lot of it's just because of this last stretch uh since the Saint since the Saint or since we left Arizona, he's played in what eight games, has four shutouts, and allowed what five, eight, nine, ten, eleven goals in eight games. So it, it's pretty impressive. And how many straight awards has he won? Is it three or four?
3: Three in a row and six on the year as far as okay. weekly. Uh, and then, uh, I'm sure, uh, by the time people hear this, he he might have won the the national goalie of the of the month for January, okay. but we don't know that either. It's it's it, it comes out probably between now and when this gets released. So,
2: when when does uh... Wednesday? When did we do CCHA month yet
3: for January? He was the goalie of the month.
2: Okay, yeah, last last week. Okay. Yeah. You do that pretty much right after the month is over, right? Yeah. The national yeah. one is
3: just a week later, I think. So, yeah.
2: Okay. Cool.
3: He, he, he's deserved it. And I, we try to do, we try to give it to the most deserving, whether it be, you know, the forward or the rookie or the defenseman. It's, yeah. Uh... I remember
2: there being one weekend where I was annoyed. I think it was the the last time he didn't win. Because he had the shutout <laughs> and the loss, the one week he did it, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> and it, and it was only the only reason I remember being annoyed is because I think the St. Thomas goalie won Rookie of the Week, and I thought he had won goalie of the week, and I was like, no, Tech, our goalie did better than St. Thomas's goalie <laughs> that weekend, and it was like, oh, actually, he's rookie. I get it now. That made sense. I think that's what it was. So it was kind of funny how that that worked out. Uh, yeah,
3: Ranceer was just a little bit better that weekend. Okay, the sixteenth. Yep. The All weekend right. previous to that. So yeah, we, uh, we we try to do our best to, to award those folks and we've had it we've already had a national player of the week, uh, month, excuse me. Uh that was uh Swankler um in December. So uh yeah, it's cool to get that national recognition. I know I talked about it with uh, I'm not sure who, but we've been on the, the league has had four uh four Sports Center top ten plays this year, and that's something that we try to push out. I know Cal does a really good job. Uh, as the SID at uh, at Michigan Tech, and really all of our people that that do social for our different schools, um, I try to help out as much as possible. Right, I'm watching all the games at once. I know I kind of talked about my my actual role last time I was on back early in the season, but it's 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 a lot on a given Friday and Saturday. But I think the the results are there, and people love the the highlights. Um, I know I get that's one of the things that we do get compliments about. Uh, maybe some of the things that we people get upset with other parts of the CCHA that aren't <laughs> that, but <laughs>
5: they're,
3: they're not mad about the highlights. I'll tell you that, so I could be we could be happy about that.
0: Yeah, refs versus Mavericks. Am I right?
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was that was so funny to me because, like, you know, I totally understand being frustrated with the team uh, losing. I understand being frustrated with a call that you thought should have been, but. I I was originally with Minnesota State fans, but the more I watch that, that's not something I would have called if I was an official. The only reason I
2: give them, like, I don't have video of the two calls that got them down five on three. Watch them live.
0: I don't remember specifically what they were, but I remember thinking, yep, can't do that.
2: Okay. (laughs) And that's fine. But, like, and then I think the funniest part about all of it to me is, like, it's against St. Thomas. And St. Thomas lost last year in a playoff game to Minnesota State on a bad no call. A very clear, yeah. A very bad no call. Yeah. And and to have them be this irate over a regular season call uh, after they've won, what, eight in a row it was or whatever. And it's just like, yeah, come on, guys.
0: Yeah, and you know, from experience, losing to St. Thomas is no fun at all. I get it. <laughs> but,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, there now, comes a point there comes a point where you, if you're putting up 40 shots on him, you had plenty of chances to pot goals at times that weren't right then. You could have yeah. bared him way earlier.
1: Yep. And, and it,
0: to me, that play was more on Livingstone like trying to whine for a call than trying to get back in the play and stop that goal, you know. <laughs> yep.
5: Yeah.
1: Do you work in manufacturing, product design, or product development? Is your business trying to improve efficiency while also producing at scale? Livonia Technical Services can help. They provide world-class quality improvement training and consulting for failure modes and effect analysis, product development, and cost reduction. All things that could help northern Michigan assemble a competent defense. If you think your business could use a prevention mindset and reduce manufacturing costs, a partnership with Livonia Technical Services might be right for you. Check them out at livoniatech.net. That's L-I-V-O-N-I-A-Tech.net. Fibkey Dental
0: is a general dentistry practice located in downtown Rhinelander, Wisconsin, home of the Dag. Look online at FibkeyDental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain-free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools, and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is
2: F-I-E-B-K-E-Dental.com. Their reaction kind of reminds me of how pissed off I got at the linesman for not just dropping the puck at the end of Saturday's game in Bemidji on the faceoff violation. Because I... Like some some Bemidji fan asked me what that rule is, and I'm like, I think it's this, this, and this, but I still don't understand it, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't and it's so hard from the crowd to see what one of those five things they did wrong each time. Cause you can't watch the 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 centermen and the wingers and make and see what like you can't watch all of that and see what's happening and i just didn't like how that all went down at the end there but it didn't end up costing tech so it was yeah
3: i do want to point out that kevin langseth who's in charge of our officiating uh does a great job and he watches every he watches everything that our officials are doing he, you know he's not like me I have like all four games going on at once he goes he goes through every single game and he makes you know he gives feedback to all the officials and like the amount of care he puts into it I it it's hard for me to hear the it's hard for me to hear the negative um the negative feedback from people knowing how much you know the officials are they're doing their best job and it's 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 probably I'm I'm, I'm gonna say it's harder to be an official than it is to be a player because a a player, you're you're just kind of reacting and, and going about your business, whereas the official has all these different things they're supposed to be keeping track of, and it's it, it and and you're supposed to make you know snap decisions. Uh, you know, people talk about replay maybe uh being a being a more of a hindrance than a, than a positive in, in some cases. I mean, not to like to decide whether something's a goal or not, but be able people be able to watch and see, you know, in slow motion whether something was a trip or not, or what something was contact to the head. Now they're able to go back and watch some of those things, but I think officiating has gotten much better. And you see it, you see it in every sport, NBA, NFL, what have you, right? It's just, it's impossible to get every single thing, right? You have to just, you know, get, get your best people out there with the best information and do the best they can. So I do want to defend, uh, especially CCA, CCHA officials, but uh, really officials in general, who are basically, you know, given a a harder and harder job, the more, the better cameras and the more angles we have on every single play.
1: Yeah, and I just like the fact that if you look at the stats of people playing, right, we talk about goalies with a safe percentage of in the 900s and whatever being good. They're not perfect either, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Not everybody's making every single shot and every single pass either, but the refs expected to be perfect 100% of the time. It's not going to happen. You're going to miss no. and I think it, it simple. I think one of the the best things Dustin and
2: I ever did was Thanks, hang Rob. out with the refs and get to know no them. I ref too because it became <laughs> just not hockey <laughs> because you understood that like they're doing the best they can, and you get to know the guys. And it's not like yeah. any of them have vendettas against teams. I remember was Uh, on
1: everybody thinks everybody thinks they do it's the craziest thing you're just like no i just want to ref a good game yeah (laughs) exactly
2: and
0: like i like we're we're at least pretty pro-official on the podcast i don't know if i can speak for (laughs) way too many people but it's at the end of the day i like i want to see us win but beyond that i want to see a good clean game by the rules and who's gonna make sure that happens you know (laughs)
2: Well, Friday night, there were zero penalties in Michigan Tech Minnesota. Yeah, that was just, that's
0: that's like when we had,
2: and I don't uh... even think, I don't even think there was, there was maybe two things that could have been called. And I don't even think, I don't even think they reached to the level like, I think the, the, like, they were on par with the no call in the, in the Minnesota State, uh, St. Thomas game. Like, they weren't, like the fans booed a couple times because they wanted a power play, but it wasn't it wasn't what they thought it was. It was just two guys getting tangled up or whatever. Like there was nothing that happened. It was yep. really good.
0: Friday night was exactly what Kevin was talking about when we had him as a guest last season, where if you get a game like that when both teams are playing hard and by the rules, yeah. it is the best place on earth to be an official because you're just basically a fan with the greatest seat in the house.
5: Yep.
2: Now I'll say that game wasn't the most exciting thing in the world.
5: <laughs> it was because a bungy was... tech game. I I know, but <laughs> but
2: Saturday night had some power plays and penalty kills and like some shots that like went through the crease but missed kind of stuff. Friday didn't have any of that. Like uh, I took my girlfriend and her her uh, five year old. That was his first game ever. Well, that's not a good game for a five year old to get excited about hockey because. There's no, you know, there's no power play moment where they're pumping in the the music or any of that stuff. Uh, like I enjoyed it from the perspective of it was a, a a good game and and my team won, but it wasn't, you know, it 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 wasn't exciting. But that's Michigan Tech Bemidji a lot of times. Like, uh, and I know our Discord got a little nervous about that game, but honestly. There was no point in that game after Tech scored that I really felt threatened by Miji, and, and that's a testament to the way Tech's been playing defense, especially lately, that like, yeah, maybe they gave up a couple goals Saturday, but both games, they had them completely in hand and under control, and it was wonderful to see how well that team showed up top to bottom all weekend. It was great. I think you agree, Dustin, from what you saw Saturday.
4: Yeah, I, I mean... I never thought it was in question the entire game. Like, just they just seemed to be in control, despite the shots. You know, the the, the difference in shots between Bemidji and Tech, and it. I was never nervous about it. Um, I don't know why, but they just it just felt like it was going to be a win the whole time, yeah. which is really nice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it is yeah, especially it's very different than some some years past for sure it's
0: really frustrating when you're lucas when you see your team play a really good game and it never really feels like they're in it lucas is
3: our uh bemidji fan that likes to hang out on our discord but he's. <laughs> uh, on that note we're looking ahead to 23 24 i know i'm gonna have a conversation with our ids and coaches about it but i know when the ccha reformed uh, there are you know standards that all eight schools agreed to meet by, uh, by next by next year's season. I know some of schools were slower to bring them in. Some of them came in immediately, like a Minnesota State, um, who already had a great production under Greg Vanamuse up there. Um, but I know that even in the last couple of years, I know Northerns Northerns looks really good, and 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 Tech, from what I've heard, has made some some improvements to their cameras and at least the number of them and some in the quality. Uh, and there's obviously a few schools that we're trying to get to where everybody else is, but the, the goal is to have as you know as little a difference as you can see in quality at least between uh, Team A and Team B uh, on our you know on our streams. So uh, that's one of the things that we as as funny as the as the chipmunks may be,
2: may be for you guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. we yeah, yeah. Those, <laughs> want those guys to go away permanently sure. so
3: we can all uh, enjoy yeah. Beaver's hockey. What? Well, yeah, yeah like,
2: um, like Fair State's done a lot to improve the quality and, and everything. But I know they, they went through some growing pains there that first weekend when tech was down there with, still are, yeah. with some interlacing issues and something's not quite right, but you can tell that the, I could tell that the quality was way better that weekend. <laughs> it was just the similar issues of interlacing instead of, uh, yeah or some kind of leg issues that were causing some problems,
1: but yeah. And I'll, I'll stand up on my broadcasting soapbox for just like one second here and just, just zoom out. Just let me see the whole zone. Just zoom out. <laughs> please, please zoom out.
5: Yeah.
0: I hear you, but the bottom line for me is it's really nice to hear that the like standards for broadcasting are such a big point of emphasis for you, Perry, and it's been, yeah. it's been noticed, especially from – Being fans in the old WCHA, where it was pretty much just everybody throws their own thing together and who God knows what quality you're paying for in a given night. And oh man, those those old
1: Huntsville broadcasts were the best.
0: Yeah, those, (laughs) those could get pretty tough. And uh, it's just, it's we're not quite there yet, but there is much less of a drastic drop off in quality from at least the camera perspective yeah. from like teammate. To no, teammate. It's,
1: it's noticeably, it's noticeably better. The graphics packages are what they are across the league now. So you get that similar experience in and out, depending on who you're watching, you don't, you know, it's still the same set. Everything, everything looks great. It's, it's uh, definitely been a big improvement. And, you know, even text, like you said, has gotten better over, over since the start of the year, things looked a little washed out at the beginning of the year and whatever's changed there and how they're setting things up is, is much better compared to how it was the start of the year even.
3: Yeah, we're we're getting there and I think and hopefully after another summer I get a chance to actually maybe have some it's it's tough to make a lot of changes when you're in season, but I think uh if I can have some more conversations with all the the production folks together and we try to have those over Zoom, I think it's 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 we're 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 getting to a point where we where, where we want to be. Um uh but uh yeah, you know, there's going to be some technical difficulties no matter where you are, right? I mean, so it's
1: yeah, yeah. Well, I work in IT, stuff doesn't go right all the time. I get uh, it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so <laughs> we just want to work uh, 90, 90, 95, 90 to 99% of the time, and then we'll be in a good spot.
2: Uh, so, one thing I'd like to throw out to uh, everybody listening since we get kind of a different audience this week is uh, we have a Discord, Perry's on there. Uh, we've got fans from a few different teams on there, but we'd, we'd love to open it up to anybody in the CCHA that wants to come in and talk CCHA hockey. We'll get some, some more generic, uh, not tech specific channels going, but if you guys want to check that out, it's uh, techhockeyguidecom tech slash discord. We'll get you there or get you the, uh, that's an invite to join. Uh, we'd love to have more fans from out throughout college hockey. That's free to anybody that wants to join in. And if you like what we do, we we always want support on patreon.com slash tech hockey guide. So we'll uh, we're trying to get more people involved throughout uh, the conference. And, and we love having Perry on and we know we try and get out there and reach different guys. Uh, one other thing that we talked about pre-show that I want to mention is we talked about Saturday night being a little more high scoring Uh, Shout out to Jordy Murray and his uh, power play for getting their first (laughs) first or second power play goal of 2023. Um, That was a a beautiful setup and design. Uh, uh, Like, that was gorgeous. And I I don't think the power play has been all that bad. They just have struggled to score a five on four for whatever reason. I'm not sure why. Um, I don't know how much Augie's dug into that the last month, but it's... uh, I think the I think the design is there. There weren't a ton of opportunities this weekend anyway. So um it's nice to see that um that they got one though. And that was a big goal to start the scoring on Saturday night and uh make me hang on to those stuffed uh huskies I bought and Bemidji a little bit longer. <laughs> I always
1: do enjoy a good teddy bear toss. They're fun. They're fun to see. I like those. Anything else you guys want to
2: talk about from the other games this weekend? Since this is the CCHA show,
1: two. <laughs> I don't want to get into the OT argument with a public audience. With Matt, we'll, we'll leave it. <laughs> <laughs> about, about three out of three. We'll just we'll oh, leave it I- right there, and it'll, it can it can stew. Oh no, it, it doesn't, it it doesn't need to go. You don't need this in your life, Barry.
0: If you love three on
1: three overtime or if
0: you hate three on three overtime, you will find your people in the Tech Hockey Guy Discord.
5: <laughs> there, there's the perfect <laughs> diplomatic <laughs> Great if, if there is ever a horse that
1: we that we have beat any harder, it's that one. Yeah,
5: and it's,
0: trust me. No matter how dead it is, it's still gonna get beat. So come on yeah. down and talk
1: about it with us. <laughs> oh man, I'm staying quiet. You know, we talked about how little crossover there is between Eastern and Western hockey. This is a pure example of it. I have no clue when they actually play or how the pot works. I just know it's a bunch of Boston people arguing about a little pot.
3: <laughs> That's one of the things that was great about me spending 20 years out in essentially Albany was that I grew up on Western hockey and then got my professional experience in Eastern hockey. And now I'm, and then, now I'm sure. back and it's like I... I've I've experienced both I've probably experienced more eastern than western so it's me trying to get reacquainted with a bunch of teams that uh with uh, new logos that I don't recognize so
0: yeah and now you get to impart your wisdom of the east on us uh, Libyans, <laughs> i suppose but
1: uh it's uh you, you can throw out uh the, the you know like a little little segment of eastern hockey education for western hockey
5: fans <laughs> that, can be kind of that can little, be a fun off season podcast, podcast. yeah <laughs>
3: Explaining what conferences, uh, what teams are in now,
1: <laughs> I still have no idea between the ECAC and the uh, and Hockey East. What's what? I always get confused it's, between those.
4: It's not that hard, Rob. Like really, <laughs>
1: no, I just don't. Pay. It's pure ignorance. It's like you in soccer, Dustin. You just shut off
4: because
5: <laughs> you don't. Oh, I, care. Sorry, I blanked out a little bit there. <laughs> <You're> right? Yeah. <laughs>
3: No, it's good. I think I think having knowledge, and I think that it, it, it takes away some of the the the, the predisposed bias. People think there that there. I mean, there is some obviously, but it's it's less though so than probably ever, and it's probably going to keep uh, you know shrinking as far as the the bias goes as more people uh, and as more teams come into play from you know Lindenwood and St. Louis or Arizona State or the the biases aren't necessarily east west as they are minneapolis twin cities detroit (laughs) boston (laughs) you know it's not it's not necessarily uh you know it's 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 the exact location and the 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 writers and the and the news honestly the newspaper rooms are getting smaller and it's it's more people are having their own opinions and not following any kind of little line of you know boston's the best or 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 you know detroit michigan school's the best or, or things like that so i think i think that bias is is, is disappearing as, as time goes on and and uh, i think it's i think it's probably used more in a you know as a, ironically than it is seriously at this point but uh maybe that's just me coming from one to the
1: other oh well, it's one of the fun things about tech actually going to the tournament the last few years right Is just getting to interact with the different fan bases that you don't otherwise. I think that's been a ton of fun. Going out to Bridgeport and, you know, hanging out with uh, all the Clarkson fans out there was a ton of fun for all of us uh, it, it, that were out there. You know, uh, And going out to Clarkson and, and SLU now, right? It, that's, that's neat to see that. It, that crossover is good. It helps. And you can consume things a lot easier now. You can go watch, you know, fantastic highlight packages online real easy after every night's games for every league for the most part, right? That stuff's out there. You can see it. It's not just you know. It's not just a phone call to a score line. Is that what you're saying? I was getting there. (laughs) (laughs) You you, you beat me to the wimple line. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's it's not just everybody calling in to you know to Houghton, Michigan to put some scores in. So it's we're we're uh, we're in a fantastic time of being able to consume all this stuff really easily. I just popped on the game you know to watch the Bean Pot now that uh, someone sent a link. So uh, I'm watching (laughs) it. It looks a lot like a Detroit game with these BU guys out here.
0: (laughs) Uh, Brick was making jokes earlier that, like, for some reason, every Boston school has got red and white, and it's tough to tell them apart. And it was like, dang, like 100 years ago when they were finally catching on to hockey in Boston with someone just having a fire sale on red sweaters that all four of these
1: schools just couldn't pass (laughs) up, you know, like (laughs) – yeah, I honestly couldn't tell you which one of these teams was which if if we hadn't played BU already and I'd seen the jersey color. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough to root for a team that's not the Huskies in a game, though. That's for sure. But I'm See, not. That's sure why I just win. do anyway, <laughs> just for our own help.
0: <laughs> I know that <laughs> pairwise be damned. I know. Yeah, I know for I know for the result that we want for pairwise, but that's not the result my
2: heart wants. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. So, so now that we've gone no, off mean... on a nice long tangent, uh, yeah. one thing that we probably should talk about since this is the Chasey McNaughton podcast and I am shirtless guy. Uh, happy birthday to Mitch's misfits. It is 19 years today since it became quasi official at winter carnival in 2004. Um, I was looking it up. I looked up the schedule and figured out that it was uh, two or three weeks before this weekend is when uh Chris Nesbitt and I actually asked Mitch Lake permission to name it what we wanted to name it, and he was all in. Um and that's why it's Mitch's Misfits, because we stood behind Mitch Lake in the press
1: box. Uh yeah, you you weren't uh, you obviously were in Bemidji, so you didn't get to hear the Bemidji State announcers uh reading off, you know, the typical question firing. Mm-hmm. But uh th- those guys are one of my favorites to listen to from an away standpoint. Uh, Harrison's up there as well, of course, you know, uh, friend of the pod. <laughs> but uh, the Bemidji State guys, were they will answer or ask most of the things that get emailed to them, no matter how stupid they are from, from the misfits and former misfits, right? Yeah, if it's and, not an uh, FCC uh, violation,
0: they'll pretty much fire it, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so they, they,
1: they're, answering, they're answering questions. And one of their questions that they asked back to the fans to get answers from uh, the grab bag group was why are there called Mitch's misfits? They, uh, they went in they were curious enough to know. And, and of course about, uh, 20 minutes later, they asked the misfits to stop emailing them. They've got it answered. <laughs> <laughs> and they, don't, they don't need any more reasons. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. yeah I was like, uh, I, I almost, I almost wanted to, uh, you know, half jokingly walk over to the press box and plop down and tell them the story. But uh, I was a little busy with kids
1: and everything. So yeah. I would imagine if you uh, if you were to talk to them and show up in the middle of the period, they would be fine with the storytelling. <laughs> Those yeah. guys are great to listen to. I, I love I love their broadcast. They're fun to yeah it's like... uh, they're fun to do and if there's a home Bemidji game I'll pop that well, on. And I'm know, pretty else sure else that
2: question got side. asked in like the second period before Bemidji had scored. So I still had the teddy pair toss to deal with and I'm like well I can't really just disappear. sure well we have that to deal with yet. So uh Yeah, yeah makes sense. <laughs> but those guys, those guys are fun to listen to when you get the chance. I, uh, I I did have fun up in Bemidji. No. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Was there anything you want to talk about from the Joe show,
1: Rob? Uh no, there wasn't ton of, there wasn't a lot of Joe there wasn't a good Joeism this week. No, um, I think I, I got think, uh, just more general complaints that I have to listen to it while cooking Monday night dinner. My wife I was, was kinda surprised. I don't know why.
2: I was kind of surprised he didn't have more of an answer to Code Monkey's question about the goalies getting time to warm up before the puck drop at period. I Yeah. He
1: basically said, dad, they don't care. Yeah. They don't care. <laughs> they just,
2: they'll just get their scraping done as fast as they need to. Right. Yeah. That's kind yep. of the gist of it that I got. And then, uh, and then I did, and then I asked the question about noticing that Mosley got stuck out there for the whole, penalty kill and wondering how that impacted Mosley for the game and he basically said like you just kind of skip him one shift give him extra time to rest off of it and then the rest of it's just normal and and since he seems to be playing like a third of the game anyway I'm not that surprised by that So, yeah. uh, but it was interesting to me because like he literally did get stuck out there for like a minute four or, or two minutes and four seconds uh, basically the entire penalty kill and then a little bit more on the uh, the second penalty kill of the game. So, and the, it probably the helped the team that they did... didn't have to have they didn't have another. I think they had one other penalty kill after that. So yeah,
1: I thought it was a little interesting to hear him uh, sing Jordy and Tyler's praises, though, right? Um, that they have really helped out this year to to bring a new fresh perspective. Yeah. Younger perspective to things, and that's helped him quite a bit. So he I thought must listen was, to our uh, show. Last an interesting, week. Bit of, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he <laughs> did, but but it's great. Mind think likes, right? Yeah,
2: <laughs> but yeah. I, but it's so true. Like so, I, you did, know, he, I talked about did, that a bit. It yeah. it is great how much Joe is appreciating that different perspective, and I think that ties into how he talks about if he had like willed this team into playing the way he wanted that it probably wouldn't have gone well. And I think a lot of that has to be coming from that experience of like getting to know things from Jordy and Tyler, both of them uh, and probably some lesser extent, Jamie Phillips too, that like the the methods he's chosen to use this year have really worked. And I think that's a great sign of a good coach that he can, he can take that input from young guys like Jordy and, Tyler and do something different and he said that too um uh I forget what else I had something else he was gonna say where he talked about oh he said something about um for the six on five moment at the end that he uh that Jordy made some comment about should we get Nardella out there for that and 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 Joe was like yeah yeah let's get him out there like it was a good call and and I think that like, that was one of the concerns you have to have of Joe going from the experience of Dallas Stewart and, um, why can't I think of his name? Chris Brooks. Chris Brooks. Brooks. With, with yeah. their experience and going to two guys that basically had, were not D1 assistants before they came to tech, other than Jordy was a volunteer assistant at uh, Notre Dame and whatnot. But like, to, to go to that and, and trust these young guys with those decisions is, is big. And I think that it plays a lot into why this team has put itself in a spot with four games left to still have a good shot at the McNaughton cup, or at least a share of it. So Perry, anything else you want to say? I feel like for having you on as a guest, you didn't say a whole lot, even Uh, though I guess it's a crossover episode. Yeah. Yeah, We also didn't ask him
3: a whole lot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean it, it's. <laughs> I. Know, I've, it's, it's a it's a five person podcast. I don't feel like I need to say more than uh than I than I did. I okay. I will say it's a fun listen, and I'm glad to I'm happy to be back on, uh, uh, Chase and McNaughton a, again, and uh, it's I think folks will have a chance to hear what you guys. I mean it's it's uh, from from what I can from what I've been a part of this tonight. It's been pretty authentic as to, to what you guys do on a weekly basis. And I think it's good to have any kind of, um, you know, any kind of media that's positive about, uh, about what we're trying to do. And the CCHA is good. And I know, uh, you know, whether it's this show or what the, uh, what, what the kids are doing at the everything college hockey, as far as getting some, some publicity for, for Blake and for the league, I think, Anything that's good for you know anything that's good for the for college hockey is good for us in in promoting uh, what we're trying to put on the ice and what our what our teams are trying to do because that's that's the most important thing I think is is to get our schools and you know importantly our logos in, in a positive light in uh, in in people's timelines no matter where they where they pick things up whether it's Instagram or, or Facebook or Facebook hopefully to a lesser extent these days but Twitter. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, we're still putting stuff out there because that's where people are getting their 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 news for better or for worse. So, I, I think it's it, it's good to 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 get this stuff out there. I know fans crave this kind of uh, this kind of information, whether you know if it's a conversation about you know your 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 daughter or your, your girlfriend's uh, son going to their first college hockey game. I, I think that's I think that's fun stuff that that you know <laughs> that it's to some people it might be whatever, but to some people it's like yeah, that's that's a cool thing you want to hear about some some kids experiencing trying to throw a, a husky dog onto the ice over the glass. I mean that, that's, <laughs> that, that's 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 co- I mean that's college hockey, right? That's right. that's why that's what we were kids when I was a kid. You know, I, like I dreamed of go to Mariucci. and when I finally did to go watch the Gophers, it was, it was the it was the coolest thing. And I'd stay up late watching the Gophers play the Alaska games until I could probably got to watch the first period. My mom would say time for bed, but like. <laughs> those are like the, the those are like what you remember from college hockey. So I think any anything to kind of have that, you know, for older fans to listen to the show and have those kind of memories, or for people just finding college hockey through something they saw they, they saw some St. Thomas highlight on Instagram and they say, "What's the CCHA?" and they find that, and then maybe they find this, and it's like, how can you get someone else hooked to the game that you love? I think that's. That's that's cool. I don't I don't need to talk any more than I have. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it's a good it's a good time just listening to to some 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 tech fans who who follow the league in a, in a you know more than the average fan and and put this kind of content out.
2: Yeah, and Dustin, you you got a couple sound clips of your son, and and I, I my favorite, I think, is the outtake <laughs> at dinner after where where you yeah. asked him who won the game, and he said the Gophers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: yeah, he was he was into it after the game. where I asked him who won the game, and then he would yell Michigan Tech and that cheer and season, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Very And cool. At dinner, there was a couple outtakes. Hey, just... Yeah, it was funny.
1: You just gotta get him up to Houghton and stand with the Misfits for a couple of periods, and he'll uh, be all about it again. <laughs> Indoctrinated.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, so I have a I have a dog named Molly, and Molly seems to be the favorite of all three kids. Uh, Parker, so Parker uh, doesn't call them the Michigan Tech Huskies; they're the Michigan Tech Mollies. <laughs> <laughs> nice, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which which fits right into my daughter because when when Michigan Tech scores, and we're like hanging out like uh she's probably on her iPad and we're like watching in my bedroom and and Molly's laying on the bed if Michigan Tech scores Molly Joey usually jumps up and like hugs Molly and said Molly you guys scored <laughs> like she's automatically <laughs> part of the team so yeah yeah <laughs> good times i love it well anything Looking else good. guys or or can we stop how much i need to edit <laughs> What, I think, what airport
4: were you plan to do to go to Bridgeport?
0: Okay, I think more importantly, we
4: had no, next oh, weekend yeah. is Winter we Carnival. We've said
0: it. nothing about it. We have it. Can said can nothing least, about
2: Winter Carnival. That is, can we true. at
0: least <laughs> can we at least like give out some predictions for that before we at even least think explain about me Bridgeport. what it is? Yeah, yeah, we're we're playing Bowling Green at home for the Winter Carnival series, which is okay. You know, a huge a huge deal in Michigan Tech. that a so whole big party for half a week and we've we've somehow managed to just completely gloss over that fact and not talk about it at all and now we're just going to go straight to straight to predictions because Well
2: and then the other thing too is it's not just carnival weekend it's senior night saturday. Yes, yeah, that's night true. Card- it's a... I
1: don't remember that ever happening to be honest. No. Yeah, it's weird it.
2: to have it ha- cuz
0: we usually round out the before the CCHA days we'd round out the season like at Northern at least in the WCHA era. So it would senior night was always uh, whatever night was the night against Northern.
2: Yep. And this is, this is, uh, this might be the first year that that's not true, isn't it?
0: No, last year I believe was also a senior night that was not against Northern. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so Bowling Green is going to be coming in real mad that they did not get the results they wanted against Ferris state. Tex riding a hot streak. Into home ice, into senior weekend, I think no matter what happens, we're gonna watch some good hockey. But I think it's just an emotional series for Tech, and, and it's at home, and I think that kind of carries them through. I'm calling a, uh, I'm gonna call a series sweep, six points, six. Uh, <laughs> yes, why not? It's been a while since I've been that much of a homer.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you calling a Friday night shutout?
0: That, I don't know if I have the balls to do. I know that history says that that's a good thing to do, but I've already picked enough of being a
2: homer, I think. I don't think I can go that hard off the bat. (laughs) I know Dustin and I had a good laugh about how he was a weekend off on his Blake Pietala steal a game, uh, which kind of turned out to be last Saturday night. I I think Dustin said also that it wasn't uh, like, I don't. I didn't feel all that threatened, but at the same time, I, what did what did Augie come up with? Four expected goals.
0: I believe. I haven't night? gotten a chance to look at them.
2: Yeah. Uh. Rob, what do you think?
1: I just think I just knocked my headphones off of my head and I got to fix them. <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with. Uh, I going to go with Matt. I'm going to call sweep too. I think there'll be. Uh, Incredibly different game than the series versus uh, Bemidji just was. Anytime <laughs> we play Bowling Green, it tends to get a little uh, chippy and grumpy. It seems lately, so uh, I think you'll see a little more. There's not going to be a no penalty game. Let's put it that way. I <laughs> yeah, guarantee no, I, you. I'm, I'm not guessing have we will see more a, a special no penalty weekend. weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sick
0: with me on it being a six point weekend too?
1: I'm going to stick with a six point weekend because overtime is stupid um <laughs> and we'll avoid that so no i think <laughs> carney's that it's that one special t- it's for for folks that maybe don't know what it is or what it's about it's it's the one weekend outside of northern that the mcginnis is guaranteed to be a sellout no matter what you have an invasion of alumni coming back up that uh will will be there the students are uh, lubricated on the end of a Ford. On a end of, I'm trying to say this politically correct.
5: Uh, I
0: think that was PC enough. Of, uh,
1: it's four yeah, days think, worth of uh, activities, right? So mm-hmm. um, Harry's giving us
0: a thumbs up. Lubricated, so yeah. PC enough. Order. <laughs> so yeah, we.
1: You, know, you start off with the all-nighter. They've they've gone, and it's just, it's a celebration of uh, you know being in a snowy place where the sun doesn't shine. So you get an excuse to have a good time, and, and the hockey games are a huge part of that. We got the weird early ones, so you can get out in time to you know see the parade and everything to go down the hill. It's it's a good time. Carney's fun. Uh, it's one of my favorite memories is growing up up there and and going to school there and going back home. Right, it's it's a special weekend. And the hockey team, even when we sucked really 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 bad, was usually a weekend when we got a split instead of just getting swept.
5: <laughs> when I
1: was younger, so. Uh, now that the team's good, it seems to work even more in our favor. I'd be curious to look back and see what the carnival record is, you know, over the last like ten years or so. How much of a bump it actually gives us? But it's uh, it's a good weekend. Six points. I'm, I'm run as well, with no OTs at all. Nothing. Just straight six points. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin.
5: Well,
4: I can't pick a sweep after those two. <laughs> <laughs> <You know. laughs> You still no,
0: can. You can the five the sweep, point sweep, the four point the sweep, point they're sweep. still
4: out there.
2: A four pointer is not what a is sweep. A, it's what's a win a four a point
4: sweep.
0: <laughs> um take going to a shootout and winning
2: <laughs> That's five. Or I guess going yeah. to shootout twice and winning both of them or I guess, yeah. <laughs> neither regulation wins. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that so be. that's
0: uh, you, you're putting some air quotes around it, but <laughs> it's still gets a sweep.
4: Yeah, so I'll say a split.
1: Friday uh, shut out.
4: That's not that's not as much fun as as you guys, but I'll say a split.
0: We can't let Perry be exempt from making a, a, a series prediction here.
3: Oh, I think we
2: can. I think we can based on his <laughs> role in the, in the league yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, Switzerland
1: says you both get to win. Uh, I, I appreciate the offer though Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I think we know
2: what Perry wants to pick. He just can't say it on the radio or on the podcast, right? Um, <laughs> Everyone have fun. Is that what you think? I, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go yeah. <laughs> with uh, Tech getting four points this weekend. A win, potentially a shutout Friday, and then uh, losing in a shootout on Saturday. That's what I'll say. So they get a win and a tie for pairwise. Um, and yeah, it looks like Michigan Tech has not lost. Has lost Carnival. Twice since or once since 2012, and that was, yeah, so it's uh, and that was uh, two years ago against Minnesota State. This is carnival only Saturday, no, it's the whole weekend. So, carnival
1: starts on Wednesday, yeah.
2: There is no school Thursday, Friday, Wednesday night is what's called the The all-nighter, all-nighter. So, that's the the uh, is it 7 a.m. when they have to finish the statue?
1: Yeah, statues have to be done. So there's, there's two categories of statues, right? There's the month-longs, which most of the frats uh, and sororities do, and those are really big, huge statues. Then there's the the all-nighter statues that smaller student orgs and the uh, like the halls will do somewhere on campus that you basically have all night just to go to town and, and make your statue. And they have to be done by some certain point in the morning. Uh, and that's called the all-nighter night. Uh, those of you that aren't making statues are um, partaking. Uh, in the other activities of the night, like mini golf, uh, that the pep band usually puts on, right. Pep band does the mini golf course. I think they they actually make an ice mini golf course. There's music on in the middle of campus, um, in, in giant, uh, at least there used to be, I think they still do giant, uh, like a a dance area because there's speakers that are out there blaring all night long. Right. So the pep band
0: always does uh, something a little bit different, but they all, the, one of the things that they try to do is they always try to do like one little thing that will get them disqualified. That's like their, (laughs) their organization tradition. (laughs) And I think, I think one of them is like, you can't make it interactive or something like that. So they usually are like, yeah, so like let's make a slide or a mini golf course or something. (laughs) So it's always something to that extent with them.
1: Yeah. Carnival is not just a one day event. It's a whole week and school's out. You know, it's, it's a, it's an actual legitimate break from classes as well. There's the pancake breakfast. I think that's usually the right after the all nighter in the mob, right? So yep, you I, can go I get know, pancakes uh, after you've been up all night.
2: 2005 when I was living in Ohio, my goal was to leave work Wednesday at some point and make it to Houghton in time for pancake breakfast I got too tired in Iron <laughs> Mountain and had to stop driving and take a nap.
0: That's there what is, I remember. There is a trophy presentation on Saturday for the winner of the tournament based on total goals in the series.
1: Yeah, we actually, I mean, the total goals thing, what was it? Still an old WCHA before the breakup when Guazdecki pulled his goalie and decided to teach his team a lesson and then kind of got – grumped at for ruining the total goals series and actually apologized yeah. uh, in order to, to folks afterwards because he basically let three empty netters go to teach his team a lesson he just pulled his goalie and didn't put him back in for a while yeah <laughs> um so it's yeah it's total goals uh the winter carnival queens out there giving the trophy presentation yeah.
2: to, and then she yeah. she announces who the mvp is of the tournament and uh traditionally the most awkward kiss of the weekend happens at that moment when she gives the trophy to the mvp i have a collection of photos on the the tech hockey guide facebook page of uh i think i have a whole facebook group of them and i'm still friends with a couple of the queens from back when i was a student and we get a good laugh out of those coming around every year i know emily gway always gets a kick out of seeing her uh her trophy presentation and um and uh, like both, I remember Colin Murphy and Lars Hellman and turning blush red after kissing the Queen
1: after getting <laughs> the MVP trophies. So yeah, good time. Well, I think the blue key, the blue key guy gives the same, or the blue key president uh, gives the same exact speech that's
5: Every been given year.
1: since approximately. I've ever heard it. <laughs> uh, it's re- somebody wrote it in the 70s apparently and that's the only way they can thank the group. <laughs> so yeah. a lot of weird little fun traditions Jerry McGinnis usually speaks at some point as a part of it too. Uh, so it's 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 always uh, it's always a good time. If, if you're going to hockey tourist up the to Houghton and your team's not playing up there or your team is playing at Carney make that a weekend you go. But well, you know, buy your uh, buy your hotels and your tickets like uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten months
5: out. Uh, yeah, because like, it's going to be book, hard to book find for
1: next to year, stay. right now. Year, year yes. Yeah. Just go yeah. straight to year. Houghton does uh, Houghton does not have a large quantity of hotel rooms. They will all be booked. I stay at my parents'. house.
2: Yeah, I think when <laughs> I think the one time Dustin and I went, uh, what was that now? Probably ten years ago. At we least. ended up staying we, down in Baraga or something. We either. rented a cabin in, like, along the... Chassel. Along, in Chassel, and... Um,
4: that was a long walk.
2: Yeah, we lost Dustin, so he got to walk back.
4: From, <laughs> he downtown. made it, though. <laughs> he
2: made it. So yeah. Houghton that's, to, that's impressive. to Chassel. And it was one of those <laughs> cabins that really wasn't meant to be rented in February. Like there was like carnival money there was like a a heater mounted on the wall and it heated the whole cabin but if you closed your bedroom door your bedroom did not get any heat (laughs) (laughs) it was a fun trip i'll tell you that but it was a little sketchy for the for winter in houghton um but good times no carnival carnival's a blast i know we've talked about uh, next year, maybe try- next year or the year after, depending on when we officially want to try and get Michigan Tech to throw a party for misfits, of renting a house and getting all of us up there to to like so Anders and and my daughter and and Amy's kids can experience carnival and see all the statues and all that stuff. So we'll have to see. um One other thing: anybody that wants to take Rob up on the idea of going up there more than likely you're going to have like a four night minimum for hotels. So plan accordingly, but it, it is a fun time. Um, it, as a, as a tech hockey fan, I love going up there for that. But at the same time, those, those weekends also get a little busy for me. It's a lot harder to get, uh, you know, a seat at Ambo or, uh, breakfast at Sumi yeah. those weekends, because everybody wants to do those things that they remember from college. And, uh, and and it just gets yep. tough, uh, but it's a great time to be up there. It's a great time to see a lot of alumni and and experience a rowdy crowd in in Houghton at uh, the McInnes and it, and not just the the misfits either. The whole the whole rink is kind of rocking, which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I'm still I'm still kind of tempted. I, I don't have a lot to do on Friday. I might I might on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> well, well,
2: well. If you do that, Rob you better get some pasties this time and plan. a. Yeah, I know. Let me know (laughs) if you get up there. Oh, we had a
1: terrible, terrible (laughs) set of pasties early this week that my wife found in a grocery store down here that, or it was not good. Oh, it was bad. Was it? In fact, I complained about it on the discord. Yeah. I remember (laughs) that on Friday night. It and was like, like a cookie on the bottom. The crust was the worst thing ever. Terrible. Yeah, you were
0: like, the filling wasn't too bad, but the crust was awful. But the problem with pasties is that it lives and dies with the crust. So if you have a bad crust... Oh,
1: yeah, it's a huge part of it.
2: Yeah. Oh, the, so the, you know, the grocery store sure. we went to on in Bemidji actually had two different pasties in the freezer section, which I found interesting. There was Elliot's nice. up north pasties with rutabaga and the pasty oven, which it says that's a UP pasty. I don't know where that. Yeah, works. that's in Quinnesec, right? Uh, no, nope. yeah, it says they're made in Florence, Wisconsin. Oh, okay, oh, okay. So right across the the border on the short, not too far from to Quintasack. go around. Uh, yep. Iron Mountain there. Um, yep.
1: But I think that's enough, huh?
2: Yeah, we've got more <laughs> than enough. I think <laughs>
1: an hour and
2: forty some minutes, probably.
1: Yeah, bean pot's almost done. Or at least this yeah. one's almost done. Yeah. Yeah, Levi is a uh keep keeping Northwestern in this game. Northeastern. That's northeastern. Northeastern, Northwestern, whatever.
0: Northwestern is in <laughs> Chicago. Northeastern <laughs> is in Boston. And Northwestern, even though they should have hockey, does not.
2: Yeah. <laughs> One minute remaining in the podcast. And with that, that should do it for this episode of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the Chasing McNaughton podcast. Please check out our Patreon and join by visiting patreon.com/slash tech hockey guide. Uh, we've got various levels for support from $2 for question priority and access to some, uh, zoom chats that if we ever get an editor, maybe we'll be better about having those more frequently. Uh, $5 a month gets you extended podcast content. Uh, this week will probably be like 40 minutes. We'll see, uh, patrons at the goal level or above receive unfiltered YouTube video access to the podcast each week. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Chasing MacPod or at Tech Hockey Guide. You can submit your questions through Twitter, Facebook, or on our Patreon page. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, or Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. If you can't find the podcast on your site of choice, please let us know; we'll make it happen. The more you rate, review, and share, the more people you can reach. Oh. Tell your friends. Oh, <laughs> uh,
1: Beanpot! One
2: interest- interesting. Yeah,
1: Terriers just scored with the, the extra attacker with the uh, one fifty one to go. Uh, they waited too long to pull them.
2: <laughs> once again thanks to your, your sponsors, 50 dental in rhinelander wisconsin and Lavonia technical services special thanks to mitch lake for recording our introduction and our patron saint doc mcresin for his generous donation to get this thing running we hope you enjoy finally thanks to the thank you notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode if you like what you hear check them out at thethankunotes.bandcamp.com